There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fagador Laurie Blake. It's not Ollie! It's not Ollie because Ollie is being Lord Business. I today. got to do the business things, business, business. Business, 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 Davis. So it is you and I today on Certainly the old so. uh, Wrestle Ramble free raw episode that was poor, but massive step up from the last couple of weeks. So, hey, sort of, hey, lovely stuff. How was your weekend? Uh, it was, it was good. What did I do this weekend? I completed Pokemon <gasps> Let's Go Pikachu. Nice. Uh, in anticipation of getting Smash Bros. Ultimate on Friday, mm-hmm. which I've already downloaded, so I was making sure I got through all the Elite Four, etc. On that, on Sunday, as a sort of relaxation day, mm-hmm. had a lovely time at your house on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, playing played the Resistance, didn't we? And a bunch of other yes, we certainly did computer games. Uh, that was fun. Uh, Busted out your hacked Xbox. Yes, my to, modded Xbox. To play... Uh, Tekken 3. Tekken 3, but at a far higher frame rate. Not even like... I'm not even talking about the, the difference between having the PAL version and the American version mm. of Tekken 3 on the PlayStation. This was at like double speed. This, was like <laughs> a, this wasn't like at 25 frames This was an, or 60 frames. This was at like... 200 frames it was yeah. it was so hard to do moves because everyone was like <laughs> around the screen yeah um yeah what mod- a game though modded xbox works brilliantly for arcade and uh mega drive stuff which is mm. what i mostly use it for well, actually i mostly use it for arcade stuff so i can play four player simpsons mm. and four player cells uh i have i've rarely tried to use like the n64 and playstation stuff they've got on there because while i'm sure they're fine I think I'd much rather just pull out the PlayStation and just pick up yeah. an actual copy of it. Like if I want to play Resident Evil Two, I'll just I'll Get take Resident my, Evil I'll, 2, I'll yeah. take out my PlayStation from storage and I'll just plug up Resident Evil Two in rather than try and play yeah. it on emulation. We did have quite a good game of uh, Smash Bros. Um, that drew quite a crowd <laughs> uh, of me versus uh, one of my mates. Uh, I was Link, he was Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and he was jammy as balls <laughs> in winning the match. Who were you playing against? Uh, Mason. Oh, nice. Yeah, but he. Uh, I got shot off twice by the ships on Fox's level, oh. and then Adam landed next to a hammer after I hit him that spawned as he flew through the air, and it just went boom. And I was like, oh, for crying out loud. Can't catch a break. 
Come on, man. Yeah. And then Zombies Ate My Neighbours, we played that as well. Which yeah, is I missed on that. What a lovely game. I love is. a bit of Zombies Like Yeah, Zombies Ate My Neighbours. Quality game. Yeah. I got stuck at the exact same point that I got stuck at as a kid. <laughs> the uh, pyramid level. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. it just locks you in. And I was like, how do you how do you get out of any of this? What a ridiculous game. What a ridiculous game. Um, I've got a very odd Rusev Hay here to read out before we get into the show that says, uh, I was at a party years ago, brackets wrestling theme. I enjoyed the wrestling the dad had booked as he was rich after the OK matches Meltzer would rate one star. I go get an autograph as I could sell it and make money as I wasn't a fan yet and got some up and uh, corners that now run up in ROH and the up event and up and comers yeah. uh, that now run up in ROH RPW NJPW Defiance WOS I can't remember the names but I lost the poster and realised recently that some great wrestlers I met at a birthday party years ago that, not really a Rusev hey that's definitely a Rusev nay because you couldn't yeah. even give us names yeah, um, I'm glad, yeah I'm glad you met some people but uh, I've no I've, idea who you met I've met many people I've met loads of people mate I can't stop meeting people <laughs> Uh, we've got this one here from Austin Everhart that says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, and El Fakador. My name is Austin, and I've been a Patreon supporter for over a year now and a subscriber for over two years. I've never had a reason to email in until recently. I, I attended the NXT War Games pay-per-view with my dad and ended up getting floor seats. I believe I sat right behind the people, uh, the couple of people that were on their anniversary that recently emailed in. You weren't here for that episode, but we got an email in from mm. a couple that went to the takeover and the SummerSlam show sweet and they were sat next to the long haired guy and his mum oh and that was their Rusev hey they sent in a picture that they had taken with uh, the with guy those. yeah who is he <laughs> <laughs> who is he well it's uh, like evolution it's a mystery mm. but it's only a mystery of how he can afford to keep going to those shows and the lifestyle that he builds but um, yeah anyway back to this email um, as me and my dad took our seats, I heard a noise from behind us of fans asking for a photo. I then turned around and see none other than a battered and bruised David Arquette less than 24 hours after his death match. I quickly hopped the seat and asked for a photo, which he gladly accepted before heading to his seat. I'm glad I got this picture because, as the guys say, pics or it didn't happen. I have attached the picture to this email. I just want to thank you guys for the entertaining and consistent podcast keep up the good work p.s i was just wondering if maybe i missed in the news or anything but i've heard little or nothing about the wardrobe malfunction in the champa versus dream match where the cameras focused the camera facing the crown got full-on ember mooned by dream as his tights fell down from champa hooking them while on the ropes there were even chance to pull your pants up which can't be heard on tv on the pay-per-view do you remember that? I do not remember. I don't remember that either. But there is a picture of David Arquette and our friend Austin. Oh, he looks mangled, doesn't he? Oh, bless his heart. The nice Ric Flair t-shirt with mm. David there. Well, he looks like he's wearing very comfy trousers as well. Oh, David man, he's Arquette. got in his PJs. Yeah, absolutely. he's got he's absolute gone in his PJs. Those do look like comfy pyjamas. Like a raw in the co-op. He's gone in his PJs. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending in that Rusev. Hey, Austin, very much appreciated. We've got another one here from Kieran Witten. Hey, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, I want to start by saying thank you for all the content you guys put out. My car journeys wouldn't be the same without listening to Wrestle Ramble. Brackets, BTW, the intros and outros are the best part. Close yeah, brackets. Oh, bless your heart. Keep up the consistent work, guys. I did get a tweet from someone over the weekend that said that our intro to the last podcast, the Saturday one, where we were opening up Marcel's package was yeah. the cringiest thing they'd ever heard. Is that just because of the eating? Could possibly be. Um, maybe they don't like, maybe they've got that sort of 
skin crawly yeah people eating thing or it was just unlistenable audio i mean yeah, uh, true. We, yeah it could be either way i mean we had fun recording and i can tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that doesn't always translate into actually good audio yeah, i mean you you approached it like a pair of toddlers really i came in and you were just going what's this i'll put it in my mouth to find out um actually we got an update on uh, the package which we'll do in the outro of this show um so yes marcel we will read out what you did send to us because he actually did leave instructions in there but Ollie Davis opened up the package upside down. Uh, and then like a proper set of lads, you were just like, it's probably no instructions in here. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, also, like a proper fan, I was the one that got blamed for it. <laughs> anyway, back to Sorry. Kieran's email. Anyway, I recently attended ICW's Fear and Loathing <laughs> 11 show at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow. It was an amazing show all around. I did hear it was incredible. Mm. I would definitely recommend watching it if you have the chance. I would love to. Because I had a VIP ticket, I got the chance for a meet and greet before the show. I met British Strong Style and Jeff Jarrett. As you can tell from the pictures I've sent, Pete Dunn was super excited to meet the fans. After the show, I was in the Cat house bar for the after party where i ran into uh, and in some cases shared drinks with jimmy havoc james storm bt gun mark dallas mikey whiplash and also jennifer louise from your favorite youtube channel ever oh i think that's a sick burn there because she works for cultaholic by the way james storm arms are bigger than my house keep up the good works guys and i hate at a happy late birthday it's not late at all it's not my birthday for another couple of weeks that's from kieran so here are the pictures he sent across this is him with james storm uh, can't really see his arms there, no, but, but they look big. They do look big. I bloody love Jay. The suggestion Storm. is there. And <laughs> I've seen quite, I've seen quite a few pictures of Pete Dunn pulling this exact <laughs> face in the photos. That is a great picture of him with Pete Dunn, who, as Kieran says, looks like he's thrilled to be there. <laughs> Oh, amazing god bless pete dunn yeah. <laughs> quality stuff though thank you very much for your email kieran i'm glad you had a great night and uh, i heard it was a really really good show mm, me and too. um yeah our friends uh were also there from wrwr podcast mm-hmm. uh who seemed to have a lovely time they were wearing our t-shirts oh, so yeah god bless them repping the fake door absolutely anyway we're going to crack on into the show now talking about raw but kicking off talking about this supposed women's tag team titles that keep getting teased are they coming are they not let's find out here's the show raw last night had i mean had quite a lot of stuff happen on it you and i were talking just before we came Mm. before we pressed record that there was an awful lot on this show (laughs) and i would say overall it was better than the last two weeks but when the bar is so low, it's yeah. easy to trip over it. And if you, that, if you, that's are, if you, are, what if you are at the bottom, the only way is up. The, you can't go any lower. No, you can stay low yeah. or oh, you can go up. That's so, what it is. So know. post-Survivor Series, they were right at the bottom. Oh, and yeah. then week after, they just thought, well, let's stay here. I'm quite comfy now. Mm. And then this week, they thought... I made a bed this week. so, so And, and, and this week, they were like, nah, I suppose. Oh, hello, just tripped over it. Well, now <laughs> we'll, we'll go up slightly. So I thought it was a, a, a better show. But the, this opening segment, or I suppose the second segment on the show, mm-hmm. was a repeat, a Control-C, Control-V of last week's segment where Alexa Bliss called down uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks and got them in the ring to do like this open forum thing with mm-hmm. Charlie Caruso walking around to uh, get questions. And it was odd because Bliss was sort of babyface in this segment. Yes. Sort of. Not she, was sort of she was a bit, she was snarky. Yeah, she, but at the same time, she was like, I'm really sorry that Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke and Mickey James did that attack on you last week. I, I told them not to, and I've reprimanded them for doing so. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you're a heel, so clearly you're just making you're that lying, up. You're lying. Yeah. You're lying, clearly. But then when <laughs> when Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Mickey James do run out later on, Liz is like, no, 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 
I told you, you're not doing this. Mm. We're going to have a fair tag team match instead. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Fine. Fine. I, like, I, I liked a bit of that point as well. She was like, Dana, you can stay here if you want. Like, <laughs> you're not in the match, Dana, but you can you can hang out. What else, I mean, what else are you going to do, cool, Dana? Man. That's cool, man. Hang out. Yeah. Hang out. So, but the, one of the key parts of this is when they were doing the sort of open forum thing and they were talking to these planted fans around the ring, one of them, uh, one of the people asked, um, you know, what do you want to do in 2019? Mm -hmm. What do you want to change about women's wrestling in 2019? And Bailey says they want to be the first ever women's tag team champions. And that got a decent reaction from the crowds. Mm -hmm. Probably a bigger reaction if they'd have announced it at Evolution. Yeah. But they, it did get And also if the rest of the segment hadn't have happened up until that point. Well, yeah. I was going, oh, good <laughs> Lord, yeah. I was begging for this segment to end. Fill time. <laughs> Fill time. Charlie Caruso can't move that quickly. You should have just put all four of the people that she was talking to in one place. In one place, yeah. Because bless her heart, she was running yeah. around. She didn't know which point she was meant to be at next. No, she was just looking like, what? Uh, I don't know. Poor old Corey. Bliss did a very good job of filling for time. Yeah, Banks Corey. and Bailey was struggling. And Corey Graves was just making fun of poor Charlie Caruso. <laughs> she looks like a Jedi. <laughs> Obi-Wan Caruso. <laughs> so, yeah, they were teasing that perhaps next year we are finally going to get this women's mm -hmm. tag team division. A tag team division, it feels like they've spent all of 2018 building because they've got Bailey and Banks on Raw along with the Riot Squad, Nia Jackson, Tamina, Rousey and Natalia, you could argue. Mm -hmm. They even had for a while Blix... Uh, uh, Blix. Bliss and Jax. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you got Trish and Lita floating Trish around Trish and Lita there. were floating around there as well. Good shout. And then on Raw, you've got Naomi and Asuka. Yeah. They were a tag team for a bit. The Iconics. Iconics, thank you. Um, and Mandy and Sonya. Mandy and Sonya, although they might be splitting up as well. God, you're so much better at this than I am. I can't remember who's on the roster half the time. And that's uh, because I keep thinking of Lana. I'm like, who's Lana teaming with? I suppose she could team with Carmella. She could do. Dance partners. So it just feels like they've been doing this thing to like, to like, you know, build up these these female tag teams. Mm. And we keep been saying like, is it going to happen? Are they going to pull the trigger? Maybe they're going to announce Evolution. Maybe they're going to do a tournament to culminate at <laughs> Evolution. And it just never happened. Mm. WWE were handing out signs to fans saying, we want a women's tag team division. So clearly the company wants it. Yes. And they want to portray <laughs> on TV that fans want it as well. Mm. And yet... They've been so slow to pull the trigger on just it. Just get the belts, man. Like, just, <laughs> just, just do it. Like, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't understand. I, yeah, because they would, you know, they they pushed all that stuff to the floor as well. With like, they let Becky Lynch go out there and say all this stuff before she was the man. She was the woman who was talking about the tag team titles. Yep. She was going out there saying that that was her idea and she wanted them to be travelling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Stephanie teased it a few times as well during that build-up thing, and then like all the way through to Evolution, then it was like, yeah, we're not doing that. No, like, they said it in they said it in press events. They said it to like uh, calls with um, investors, investors and stuff. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? It's just it's just another thing for people to do that makes things because the women on Raw and SmackDown generally speaking anyway just have tag matches <laughs> if you have belts it makes that seem like it's important because otherwise it's just they, you, 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 yeah. with nothing for you to do they do have a lot of tag matches tag matches <laughs> it's a big thing in women's division we have run out of ideas and it sometimes feels that WWE the only way they know how to do feuds is mm. if there are belts on the line because like yes. if you are not after a belt then you are after nothing and you are just mm. more or less doing nothing and that's within the women's division if you're not going after the women's tag belts if you're not going after Ronda Rousey or if you're not going after Becky Lynch then 
you are just you're doing now. Yeah, well, generally speaking, you're not being friends with someone anymore, and that's <laughs> well, the problem. Yeah. You broke my friendship bracelet. Oh, <sighs> I'll get you. They had that with Nia Jax and Ember Moon later yeah. on, and I they they didn't really bring up the fact that supposedly they were best mates like a month ago before mm. Nia did her turn. But they did call her her protege at one point. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, bollocks, mate. No, she wasn't. <laughs> so busy buds. So come 2019. Are they going to announce these? Finally, are we going to get this tag team division that we've been teasing? Or, as you say, is this just another tease in a long litany of teases? I would hope you would hope so. I think like possibly the other the other reasons behind this is because there's been so much other stuff this year. There's been Evolution. There's been the May Young Classic too. We've had to have uh, the whole of NXT UK introduced, and that's got its own belts. So like there has been a lot of belts related palaver this year. Heavy on the belts. Yeah, WWE North right American now. Championship as well. Like all the, all this stuff. Like it's all of these new things are coming in so like maybe it's too, a step too far this year to do the tag thing but then why have we been bothering to set it up like why didn't we just like really low key stop people talking about it move a few people into position where it seems like that could happen yeah and then when you want to pull the trigger on it you can do it because at the moment it just feels like everyone's in a tag team and no tag teams have anything to do yes well, I mean, the Riot Squad have got ties to cut and and mustard yeah, to put on Yeah, mustard doors. to spill. <laughs> <laughs> but this is. But I think the problem is also like watching it. You're like, oh, if you're in a tag team, you're never gonna get the title. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you you know, it's, you're better to be in an alliance than in a tag team because mm-hmm. it's just it seems to be a waste of time to be like we're actually like a literal named tag team and, and we'll never get a shot at anything. And if uh, if they were to do women's tag titles, which I I think they've probably got a bit of roster depth to do now. Mm. I think they probably do need a, some more names to yes. kind of like fill out. But if you are going to do these tag belts as what Becky Lynch proposed, which are touring belts that you mm. they are either on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and essentially they just all the women in all four brands just always have these matches between fighting over these two belts rather than having a Raw women's tag team. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Smack because if you have that, the roster is not deep enough for it. No, you've got two tag teams per brand. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. and you're, and you're knackered as soon as you've had that one feud, you're then scuppered and you've got nothing mm. else to do. But the tag belts make perfect sense in that regard because you can you obviously can then you the depth of talent that WWE is building up globally now but you also get the chance to bring a legend in yeah. for a brief run where they team up with somebody and they go after the belts and that's a good way to one hide the fact that they might have a bit of ring rust or whatever you put them in there with someone like Sasha Banks or Bailey or mm. someone at the top of their game and then yeah they but then you also get that pop for being like oh look yeah someone's back absolutely and like Banks and Bailey in this even tease that the match they want is to, is against <coughs> Trish and Lita they want to have a tag team match with them they want to be the first tag team champions mm, at so, Mania no, yeah. no less so well, that's, I mean, that's probably happening well, <laughs> I mean, that's probably happening in the sense that, like, I just—I don't know—that that, that, that card is already getting filled. Nothing up. Nothing else for anyone to do. Let's do that for ten minutes. Randy Orton and Batista will need forty-five minutes. I'm not sure we. I'm not sure we got room. For, <laughs> they will need forty-five. <laughs> they just, they'll minutes. just need it. Um, especially because if Triple H isn't going to be part of that match and it is going to be Randy filling in for him, mm. then they will get that requisite 45 minutes mm. uh, to, to really show off what they can do. And I like Batista and I like Randy Orton as well. Big things. Do not need to see 45 minutes of them. But, so, question is less, do we want these belts? It's more a case of, do we think, or do you think, I'd rather pose the question to you, do you think the Bailey and Banks should be the first women's tag team champions? No. Who would you pick instead? Uh, ooh, well, the reason I don't think Bailey and Banks should be the first women's tag team champions is because I just think it's a shame. I just think it's a, it's like the t- them winning the tag belts is like the consolation prize to what 
them on the main roster could have been. Mm-hmm. And that's why it annoys me. Like the whole, we've done all the setup for the Banks and Bailey feud that was so amazing in NXT. Why haven't we done that and we're doing this instead now? Because we were holding off on that so we could do this tag oh, team I just, thing. I just, <laughs> I just hate it. I hate it so much, Luke. I hate it. Um, may I don't know. Who would, who would I have as the inaugural women's champion? See, for me, if I was to answer the question, which I will do now, I'd pick the Iconics. Because I think the I Iconics... I was just about to, for a laugh, say the Iconics. Because I think, like, the Iconics have done sweet FA since coming mm. up to the main roster. Like, they've been treated like an absolute joke, which is a real shame, because they're a mm. great act together. They can get... If given a chance, they could generate some genuine heel heat. But at the moment, they're given pretty naff material sometimes. So a lot... They come out to crickets. Mm. And they've been treated like a joke. Yes. So the heat that they try and get means absolutely now because everyone just looks at me and goes like, well, you just lose all the time. So yes. I'm not going to boo you because you say that my town is smelly. You're not even worth booing. You're not yeah. even worth booing. But if you treat them with a bit more seriousness and you push them as a legitimate threat and then they win the tag titles, then they are like, they're iconic and they can brag about being the tag mm. champs and the inaugural tag team champions. That adds a wrinkle to their characters that is, le- is more than just, we are friends also we're not American I which I think is their that, only character yeah I worry that that devalues the belt slightly because of the <laughs> way they are viewed uh, yeah you'd have to build them before you give them the win so my new my new one would be to go for and this would take some doing because they're currently involved in something but Kairi Saint Io Shirai oh nice yeah yeah that's good I think they both have uh, just the, the star power to pull it off they're obviously not quite as big as anyone who speaks English in uh WWE but, is. And really, they only have star power to that NXT audience. Yes, which absolutely. Which we know but is I think, so I, much I think, smaller yeah, than the, exactly. the Raw and SmackDown But audience. I think them winning the belts would seem like this cool thing. And I mean, they don't have to have it for a little bit, but I just I don't want it to be like, and the first people to win the belts were... Heels. Oh, boring <laughs> heels who haven't really done anything. Cheating to win. Who want, I'd like to see someone who is actually like, you know, in, in the terms of the women's revolution and the women's evolution, like, let's have someone who's like an amazing wrestler win it. Yeah. A team that's both amazing wrestlers, and I also think like the the kind of the brilliance of doing it as across all four brands, if that Mm. is the way they're going to do, which I I just I really hope they do because the brilliance of that is that if you have those belts defended on Raw and it is Kyrie Sane and Neo Shirai, Aop Shirai, Aop Shirai defending those titles on Raw you can push these two as like these are NXT talent you can watch more NXT talent like them <coughs> by signing up to the WWE Absolutely. Network and you can watch NXT every Wednesday mm. it's, why it's, ne- it's always baffled me that WWE have never used their main roster shows which have a much wider audience than NXT currently has to tell people by the way NXT's ace and you can watch more of that by getting onto the WWE yeah. Network. It's the same with the Cruiserweights. 205 Live's brilliant. You can watch it every single Wednesday if you sign up the network and give us money. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you give us money, sense. we can show you an amazing product. But actually, what they do is like, no, don't do that. Don't yeah. give us money. We're just going to hide it away over here yeah. because you only pay for it if you know it's there. We're basically not going to mention that Lucha House Party is a team of cruiserweights. Like, what? That's <laughs> such a backward way of thinking. Yeah, like, like, surely. Oh, man. Like, so, every time they come out and they do these amazing flips and stuff, you go, you can watch all of that again on 205 Live, but with other guys who also <laughs> know other types of flips. Yeah. Incredible. But also, they make more sense on 205 Live yeah, where they're not absolutely. in Lucha House Party rule match, whatever. So, go on, Craig, we'll get to that. Casual foreign match yeah. <laughs> still on stuff uh, so I I do hope we get them in 2019 um, I mean my push for the Iconics is more based around the fact that I just love the Iconics and I'd like to see them <laughs> given more credence than they have been given on the main roster True. but I, I do I like your idea of giving it to someone like 
Kyrie and Aop Shirai, or like the horsewomen. Yes, you know, giving, that was that was my other. Yeah, given it to like movement. like Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, like that's what that's their first big win is getting those tag team titles, and yeah, just using these titles to kind of like push these other brands and be like you buy the network and you can watch more of these you can watch the tag team if you want to see the women's tag team titles defended you'll need to get the network so you can watch a nxt takeover san jose or whatever you know mm. just like so you, I, th I think that'd be a really good good use of those belts jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But Raw officially kicked off with a 10-bell salute for uh, George, not W. Bush, the other one. the H.W. Uh, Bush. H.W. Bush, thank you. George Bush Sr. Um, the one that was on The Simpsons, but wasn't really him that was on The Simpsons. <laughs> just someone doing an impression. But the show kicked off proper with Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus Tamina and Nia Jax. At least that's what was supposed to happen. Mm. But instead, Tamina came out to an incredible lack of reaction. Like, it, it, it stuns me every week how little <laughs> a reaction she gets. And she does not look like she wants to be there either is the other thing like Tamina it's not a smile and it's not a scowl she has got resting no face like yeah. she's, it's just, she's not got any emotion she walks out just like so I'm here hello I am Tamina <laughs> match now and um, she has quite the moment later on. It's not her fault, though. Um, but as this match is about to get started, uh, the Riot Squad come down and sort of cause a distraction. And that it ends up being a brawl. And you've got Nia and Tamina beating up Ronda. And you've got the Riot Squad beating up Natalia. And eventually, they put Natalia through a table, perhaps setting up a Natalia-Ruby Riot tables match at TLC. Or potentially a, yeah, the Riot Squad and Natalia and random mates 
Could be. But there, there are no more left because all the other ones are heels. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey don't have anything to do, do they? Oh, yeah, that's true. They haven't got anything to do. Um, and there's also Ember Moon. Ember Moon. She's so, she's a great stand-in friend, as we find out later <laughs> in this. So, yeah. So, my friend's arm hurts. Who do, who's about? <laughs> oh, no, you've already had segments. Oh, Ember, you're literally the last person left. Sorry, Ember. <laughs> Put down the dice. Stop playing D&D. Come on. So, in the ring. <laughs> So unfortunately, that match doesn't take place, and instead Ronda is helping Natalia backstage, and she's looking for some help, and Ronda does mean face to try and set up a match. I for love later on. when Ronda's looking for help, and uh, she just goes, "Can I get some help here?" <laughs> to like some guys who are literally as far away from her as you are from me. <laughs> she's just shouted in this medic space. It's like they are already there, Ronda. They like, were on the, their the way. speed that they arrive at. <laughs> they were on their way, man. Also. It's a, it's a slight arm injury. It's not 1945. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, this no, is not like... N- this Natalia not the... is hamming it up, isn't she? She's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my arm! Oh, oh. <laughs> Mama, Mama. She's going to be the table, I will be there this morning. Uh, we then got more women's segments, uh, <laughs> which was the uh, the Alicia Alicia Crikey, what's wrong with me today? Alexa Bliss segment with you're not uh, the only one who can get the names right in this segment. Crikey, <laughs> apparently not. Uh, with Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and Banks, which then brought down uh, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Mickey James, your generic heels, uh, and that um, then set up a tag team match between Mickey and Fox versus Banks and Bailey, which was um, a match. Before that, though, they said, like, this match is brought to you by the Nintendo Switch. And mm. they played an advert that had better acting than the segment that played before yeah, it. Yeah, in my Raw review, I said uh, that this was the best bit of the show. It really was. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> I've seen that advert hundreds of times as well, and I'm still like, mm, the yeah, Switch is good. The Switch is good. My uh, my mother texted me saying, is there anything you want for Christmas this year? And I was like, well, I, I'd like an electric screwdriver or a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I know which one I'm getting because yeah. it's not the Switch. Oh. I know. Um, but it was a, a it was a match. Um, a bit of miscommunication between Fox and Mickey. Banks got the statement in, and then they did the back. They did the combination um, backstabber into Bailey to Belly, with the Alexa Bliss repl- uh, applauding at ringside. Yes, which again was like a really weird. Is she a face? Is she a mm. heel? Dynamic. I feel like she's just doing a job. It's like first week jitters or whatever. Like she's just like she's just like being really on her best behavior. Just wants to make a good impression. Yeah, Yeah. she's trying to make a good impression. Just in case Corbin gets himself fired. Yeah, and like if you're, it's like The Apprentice. Like you want to try and make yourself known in the first week, but then Mm. after people get fired, you're like, oh yeah, this is quite serious. I need need to sort of like either a blend into the background, which is what Sarah Ann's done on this season of The Apprentice. Isn't she? She's like five words. She's still there. And um, spoilers. And. You do, you do that, or you just start playing nice to everyone. Mm. It's agreeing with everyone so they don't take you into the boardroom afterwards. Maybe that's what Alex, that's the game that she is playing. Um, we then got a reveal that it was Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night, which for me with Raw is pretty much every night that, uh, that Raw's on. It's the only saving grace. And uh, Morgan Waller was in the, uh, the oh, ring yeah. with his tremendous mullet. <laughs> it's just, I find it incredible that here in 2018, there are people who can still wear mullets. Mm. I remember watching um, an old WCW pay-per-view and Scott Norton came out with an incredible mullet and I thought, crikey, in 1997, people were still rocking mullets. Mm. Here we are in 2018. Yeah, imagine going into the barbers and asking for a mullet. Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine, yeah. I mean, um, imagine me going into the barbers. It's <laughs> another completely different I was idea. Say, yeah. Yeah. You and I are kids throwing stones at glass houses currently. Have but- a crack. <laughs> see, what you, see what you can do with that. 
nothing. Yeah, there's not a lot yeah. there. But imagine asking for a mullet and he's like, yeah, sorry, let me just get out of my time machine to sort this out. <laughs> Although, actually, in all, fa- in all fairness, I can grow my hair longer at the back than I can up on top, which is where it's all losing. Mm. That's where I'm losing it all. So technically, I can grow myself a mullet. I could comb up my back hair yeah, to yeah. be a mullet. That's it, yeah. So I can probably mm. like get whatever's left there short enough and then just grow a yeah. mullet off the back of it. I can it's make pop- a nice little thatch out yeah. of that. It's, it's entirely possible. Or I'll just go Hulk Hogan and just have the um, like his doll just hair. Just the that rim, he has. yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we get Alexa Bliss walking backstage, and Ronda Rousey was really T.O.'d uh, and said that she sent the Riot Squad home. Um, and it was at this point I realized are Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss the same height? Or is it just because Alexa Bliss is wearing heels? Mm. Because they were, they were eye to eye. And I was like, I mean, Bliss is five feet of fury, and I don't think Ronda Rousey is five foot, so I'm going to guess that Bliss was wearing yeah, heels. Yeah, really high heels. Yeah, really high heels. But uh, Ronda says... You can see she was on a track that someone was, like, <laughs> slightly elevated her. Uh, it was like Andre the Giant promo. Stand on a box, mate. Um, <laughs> and Ronda says she's going to find a new tag team partner, which I was going... I mean, I've written here, I'm going to guess it's Ember Moon. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we then got a, a really funny video package for Baron Corbin. Um, so I'm to show like the great stuff that he's done and it really felt like it was a promo that Baron had put together himself mm. and done the voiceover for it wasn't him but it reminded me of the Biff Tannen video package in Back to the Future 2 oh, where yeah, they talk yeah. about all the great stuff that he has done for Hill Valley it gave me um, it just gave me sort of like our glorious leader vibes you know yeah. it was a bit like uh, Kim Jong-un style <laughs> kind of I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. And I, I, I like that should be the kind of thing you do with Corbin in yeah. this regard. And, and all the way into the build up into TLC, like it should be getting more and more overblown and pompous. His, like, I'm almost guaranteed to be the general manager now. Yeah. Let's really lean into this. Yeah. And that's what I, I'm, I'm guessing that's where they're going with this as well, because they're still pushing that it's Braun versus Baron, despite the fact that the, all the reports are that Braun's recovering from his elbow surgery mm-hmm. and will not be around until at least the Royal Rumble. But as Meltzer wrote in The Observer, all you need to do is have Braun come out, do a power slam and pin him. Like, yes. you don't have to have an actual match. It's, it's, it's billed as a TLC match, no. but it doesn't have to be one. If you want to protect Braun and have him not do much and just let him recover from his sur- elbow surgery, just, like, don't announce the match. Or, you know, announce the match. Keep teasing he's not going to be there. And then Baron comes out. I'm Baron Corbin. Heel promo. Your town sucks. I'm brilliant. Mm-hmm. Braun! He comes down. Power slam. One, two, three. And Baron's out of a job, and Braun goes off to the Royal Rumble to face Brock Lesnar. Job done. Perfecto. Perfecto. If obviously Baron, if, uh, if Braun can manage that, I'm sure Braun can one-armed power slam Baron Corbin. Yes. And this is where we got a point where it was almost feeling like Baron Corbin was sort of playing a face role as well because he was helping out a babyface in this next segment because Rude and Gable walk in mm-hmm. and they say that we want a rematch against AOP and Baron's like, hey man, you know, look, you lost your match last week, but if you want another rematch, I'll give you a setup match. If you can beat Drake Maverick, <laughs> you can get your rematch. And Bobby Rude's like, hey, happy yeah. days because that's not going to be art. Yeah. Because so Bobby Roode had been saying beforehand that he wanted to get his hands on Drake Maverick Absolutely. for having weed on his cloak. Yeah, God, Obviously that... getting your hands on Drake Maverick when he's covered in weed is quite difficult. It's slippery. <laughs> Thankfully, less wee in this episode <laughs> uh, of Monday Night Raw, so thumbs up all around. Yeah. Instantly, that actually puts it above. Yeah. Like one, one level above last week. At the moment, it was at, yeah, before it was at the bottom of a hole drowning in urine, and yes. now the hole is at least it's dry. Just pick up Steve there. Um, yeah, and so they said about obviously it was going to be dirty Baron Corbin tricks, which we'll come to later. Curse you, Corbin. But then we got, oh my God, I feel so bad for the revival. Third week in a row. Oh my God. 
Loser House Party come out for a match. Sorry, I should stop covering up my microphone. Loser House Party come out for a match. The Revival come out and say, this is not tag team wrestling, so we're going to have a one-on-one match. And then they get into the ring, and it's announced that it's a three-on-one handicap match. Because of the Lucha House Party. Because of Lucha House Party rules or whatever, and Lucha House Party win. And I'm good crikey. And this has got to be going somewhere. This has to be going somewhere. Mm, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. And I was saying that about the Kevin Owens thing <laughs> for ages. This has to be. And here is my one shining light. My one glimmer of hope that this mm. is going somewhere. Because during this match, and I'll come on to the hypocrisy of this in a second. But during this match, the commentators kept saying, someone is making these rules. Yeah. Someone is allowing the Lucha House Party to continue having these matches. Yes. And they sort of slightly admit that it's unfair. But they are like, hey, you know, this is great. They're having fun. They're just playing by the rules. Mm. They're just doing, you know, what is what is asked of them. So there is a tease that there is someone who is making these rules. Yes. So my one glimmer of hope is that this is a storyline that is going somewhere. My other glimmer of hope is that the revival leave in April and mm. go join AEW. That's my other, all yeah, early wrestling. That's that's, that's, that's that's my other glimmer of hope. That is the, that is the better hope because <laughs> this is like. I mean, it's cool. Like, I like Lucha House Party. They do I fun like, flips. I like the flips. I like that stuff. But I don't know why it comes at the expense of the revival, but for stupid reasons. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the fact that, like, they're cool and they do wicked moves, but also they, somehow that makes them also stupid. Like, it, it makes me hate the Loser House Party. And yeah. I don't want to hate Loser House Party because, as you say, they do fun flips. They've got fun get-up. Yeah. They, they are the, you know, they're the raw equivalent of the New Day. I'm sure they can have tremendous matches each and every week. But they keep putting in these situations with mm. having a three-on-one handicap match and asking me to like them. I'm like, no, I just feel bad for the other guys. Yeah, who, For the third week in a row, have been cheated out of a win. Yeah. Who, who are the heels and keep coming in and saying, um, this, isn't, this isn't tag team wrestling that we're doing no. here. We're doing some weird thing that you're, you're making up. You're making up the rules. This and they're is like, not oh, fair. Oh, well, it wasn't fair last week, but now it's harder this <laughs> week. It's harder this week. It's like WWE 2K19 being yeah. like, now win a three-on-one handicap match. Yeah, oh, although God. you're the baby face and you're fighting heels yeah oh my god that was the match that made you quit playing the game that, they, I had to stop dead there Samoa <laughs> Joe and the bar versus me and I was like it's impossible you can't win <laughs> well you can win you've just got to buy those loot boxes I've got to cheat those- no I had to <laughs> cheat I, I spent the whole match taking them outside the ring and just hitting them off the ring post <laughs> until they were all red health and then I was still couldn't win <laughs> Um, we haven't done a review of the game. Um, uh, so anyway, I'm hoping this is going somewhere. It has to be going at least somewhere. But mm. just a reminder, folks, during this match, when it was announced that it was a three-on-one handicap match, Michael Cole was there going like, they're just playing by the rules. That's the rules. That's I'm a stickler for the rules. Them's are the rules. Mm. You know, they're having fun. Them's the rules. And, but then at the same time, Graves was the one in this match saying... Um, this is unfair, this is completely outrageous, the yep. Revival, we're just trying to have a tag team match and this is crazy. And then it's all flips again later on in the show. Yep. Oh. Just going to say, just remember that, Cole thought it was a good thing. And Graves thought it was bad. Uh, backstage, Corbin is there and a stagehand walks uh, in and gives him a box that was something he asked for an hour ago, steady. Um, and Which is going to lead us into True McIntyre Appreciation Night with Corbin playing a video for Drew. Um, <clears throat> which, uh, yeah, I, I mean... This was a good segment for... Was it a good segment for Drew? I don't like Drew McIntyre being a lackey. Mm. And Drew McIntyre has felt like a bit of a lackey. The whole time. The whole time. Like, even when he was with Dolph, 
it just sort of felt like he was there to be the tag team partner for Dolph, even though he was the star and we all knew that he was the one that was going to break away from the group and become the star. So that's kind of fine. Mm. But I like him much. And uh, but then they go into the Dogs of War stuff. But I liked him a lot less in this role where he is just playing second fiddle to Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. And the character of Drew McIntyre never really felt like someone who was going to suck up and kiss mm. ass to the, the guy that's the, the GM elect. So I've, ne- I, I've been really down on this Drew McIntyre character since Survivor Series because mm. I don't think this is the right role for him. So on a more positive note, at least here he didn't feel like the lackey. No, he felt. I felt like this was like Corbin looking at him being like, I love you. Yeah, I love you. I need, I you. You. I need you. I like, need you more than you need me. Please have this chocolate coin that I've got. Please have this golden coin that I have <laughs> created and I have bought off Firebox that I need you to just love me. Just love me. Love I, me, love me, Joe. I need this job. Mm. So that is why I kind of didn't hate this segment all that much. It's mm. because Drew stepped out from being a lackey that's a thumbs up. Can we just, sorry, before we get into the, the deeper bit of this bit, can we just reference the fact that at the beginning of this segment, Corbin cuts a bit of a promo, doesn't he, yes. when he comes out? And he says, I'm going to win the match against Braun Strowman at TLC because he's not going to turn up and he's going to forfeit, and then I will be the general manager. Yes. At that point, Corey Graves says, a win is a win. I'm a stickler for the rules. <laughs> this is 10 seconds after the Lucha House Party match in which he was doing... I was like, this is literally the turnaround. <laughs> I've never seen such a fast turnaround. Oh, Unless you're the man. big show. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. Well, speaking of um, face turns, um, I, I really like Drew McIntyre's promo here. He's like, I came into Raw and I'm walking around the back and there's just the, everyone's playing video games and they're mm. retweeting compliments. And I, I really like this about Drew. And he's like calling Balor a boy in a man's world. Foreshadowing. But yeah, foreshadowing. But speaking of random face turns, Dolph Ziggler came out. His record scratch hits on an MP3 and he he wonders what we all wondered. What happened to our tag team? Yeah. We were a tag team literally two weeks ago. And then last week, we weren't. What Weird, happened yeah. with that? Strange. And So you got some new friends there. Yeah. <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> not happy about it, mate. And, uh, yeah, good question. And then, so Drew was like, I never invited you to my party. This was the less... I didn't like Drew this part of it, where he's like, I didn't invite you to my party because mm. you're a loser. And then, uh, and then, you're too short. I, oh, man. Here we are again. All that big cast Brian stuff is still hanging over this goddamn company. And we've got the tall people saying to the not so tall people, you're not as tall as me, ergo I am better. It's such it's so lazy. Problem is, Luke, is because you can't hear the top level conversation that they're having <laughs> the whole time. So there's much more going on. I heard a lot more of this show. There was a lot more said in Raw, but because you're quite short, there wasn't a lot that you could hear. I was gonna say, yeah, because I am five foot ten. I'm yeah. just I can't You really, can't hear it, I Luke. I can't understand what there was a whole bit. They discussed Plato, they discussed Oh man, if only <laughs> Corbin did a lovely reading of the Iliad <laughs> during this. If only I was tall enough to understand what they're talking about. Fun, my favourite thing about the Iliad. Have you ever seen The Boy Next Door? No. A wonderful, I'm going I'm to do big air quotes here, erotic thriller mm. um, starring Jennifer Lopez. It came out a couple of years ago. How many, how many? And it is, I went to the press screening of it. I've never heard a press screening laugh so much at mm. a film that's not meant to be laughed at. But it is, it's, tr- it's tremendously awful. <laughs> and there is a moment in there where she's like an English teacher mm. and the boy next door who is like perhaps the object of the affection um, 
comes in and gives her a birthday present, and it is an original copy of the Iliad. <laughs> an original copy. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, it's an original copy of the Iliad. I'm like, and that was when that yeah. was the when the press screening lost it, and I was like, nope, there is <laughs> there is no coming back from yeah. that line of dialogue. It's weird that he made it into a book before <laughs> books were invented. Oh, what a great film. I might watch that all weekend. It's awesome. Oh, no, I've got, I'm too busy watching Christmas films now. Uh, but anyway, so back to Drew calling Dolph Shaw. And uh, then getting out past that, he then gets back into some more good promo stuff. And he calls himself that I was the brains and the muscle. I was everything in this partnership. It's a total package. I'm the total package. And this partnership just was not working for me. It's like, you had one job. And that was to get me onto Raw. And finally... You succeeded in something. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. He said, Drew. I made you, and he said also, I made you relevant for, for the, the first, first time, time in 10 years. years. This is great stuff. And it actually kind of works for the Dolph character being mm. like, maybe, yeah, I, you know, I have failed in a lot of aspects of things. Maybe I was, I was wrong about you. Maybe my baby face turn could make sense. However, I'm not sure I can be that bothered with a, with a Dolph Ziggler baby face in 2018. No. I mean, I've, I've said my piece about Dolph in that I'm, I've, I've very much moved past the Dolph thing. I, I had my time with cheering for Dolph, but WWE just sort of booked him into the ground and made mm. me not care about him anymore. So it's very hard for me to get invested in him as a character. Well, it's tough as well because anytime they do give him a push, they, they just, just, but they just push him into the same match with Seth Rollins or 700 times. They grind it to a halt and be like, mm, we're bored of you now. We're going to move on to someone else. Yeah. So like all these stop-start pushes have made me ambivalent to Dolph. Mm. However, in 2018, due to this partnership with Drew, I'm suddenly interested in the dream, uh, into the Dolph Ziggler character again. Mm. I'm like, oh, this is actually, finally, I, yes, I would like to see Dolph Ziggler on pay-per-view, preferably not against Seth Rollins again, but I would like to see him on pay-per-view. Actually, him being faced does mean we probably won't get him facing Seth Rollins again, so maybe that's, that's a thumbs up. He can kick Ambrose. <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm in the mood, not the mood, but I don't think I'm asked about mm. a about a baby face Dolph Ziggler in 2018. I'm definitely not bothered about a feud between Drew and Dolph as well. Like I'm definitely not like I just I just think it's it doesn't help anyone, does it? Yeah. Like it just probably Drew wins it and it just buries Dolph more. If Dolph wins it, nothing happens from there and it just ruins all the momentum that Drew's got. Well, speaking of we then got a match between the two, between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. This partnership implodes randomly on Raw mm -hmm. with no build <laughs> and um, yeah and essentially like the whole match was just Drew dominated the entire match so I've seen a lot of people on Twitter be very upset about this match mm. and I can I, I liked it it was a really I can, good match I can see why people were upset with it for reasons we'll get into in a second but here's how the match goes Drew dominates he dominates to the point where he grabs a microphone and cuts a promo while he is dominating he's in charge mm. Dolph has zero chance and then Finn Balor comes out because Drew was cutting a promo on him earlier and all of their actions last week. And that causes a distraction, allowing Ziggler to take over. Mm -hmm. But even when Ziggler takes over, big old Drew being tall, still take, he still dominates the match. But Dolph gets a couple of bits here and there, here and, here and there, hither and thither. And then on the outside, Drew dominates further. Balor shotgun drop kicks Drew into the barricade. He nearly gets counted out, but valiantly, because he's a big, strong boy, <laughs> gets back into the ring only to be hit by a zigzag and pinned. So, the reason why people are upset with this is because this is the first loss that Drew has had since being called up to the main roster from NXT. 
and it's to Dolph Ziggler, mm. who I think we can all establish are not really fussed on being a baby face. <laughs> it's not the way I would have had Drew McIntyre lose his first match. Mm. However, I think they did a really good job in protecting Drew here. Yes. And making it look like, yes, he lost, but really he didn't lose. He beat himself, more or less, because he got distracted by Balor. It took Balor and uh, Dolph to beat him. He didn't lose clean mm. he just got beaten because it was he was at a two-on-one disadvantage yeah and he dominated the whole time he's i think also the thing the thing with drew is he hasn't had, actually had that many matches himself where he's in it mm-hmm. he's been in, he's been out a lot and at a lot of matches but usually backing up dolph ziggler and he's throwing a lot of claymores into places where he probably wasn't meant to realistically you got to lose sometime and if you're not going to do a big monster run where they're going to have an undefeated streak or whatever, you've just got to sneak them in somewhere. Yes. And if he's going to win at the pay-per-view against Finn Balor or whatever it is, maybe it's fine for him to pick up a, you know, and let Dolph at least go away with some sort of momentum himself that, you know, if he's going to have this face run against whoever it turns out to be, it doesn't hurt Drew too much for him to get a pinfall after, technically, Balor cheats. So yes. yeah, exactly. So, you know. I, I wasn't as upset at Drew losing no. as some people very much appear to be. But I, I thought they tried their darndest to mm. make Balor, to make Balor, to make Drew look strong in this defeat. Well, I, I think it's good I think he well. came out it's looking good, worse. Yeah, it's good storytelling as well, in the sense that like at least if he loses here, and he, as we see later in the show, goes crazy. Yeah. If he goes even more crazy, like because he's been he's been the psychopath so far, but like he's not really actually been particularly unhinged or crazy. Mm. So you know, I want to see him rampaging around, beating up anyone he wants to. Like I'd, I'd love to see that stuff. So yeah. this is the kind of the door opening for all of that to happen. Absolutely. To be exactly. like, I don't care about you, Corbin. I don't care about you, Lashley. I'm for me now, and yeah. I'm doing my own thing. Like, totally. I don't care about your chocolate coin. Yeah. Like I, or your six golden coins. I just want to mm. like I just want to go <laughs> dominate now. So I, yeah, Get out of the way, Super Mario. <laughs> I'm hoping, like you say, that this could, yeah, open up a door for this, really to get that Scottish psychopath mm. character out there so we can build up to it next week and then have the match with Finn at the pay-per-view where, likely, Drew will come out on top. And Drew does get his heat back by the end of this. And this, that's a word we haven't said a lot on this show compared to the last two weeks, which have been nothing but heat, 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 and heat. Mm. This match felt more balanced on that. And I, that's why I made it. It felt like a much more enjoyable show because of that. The baby faces got wins. The heels got heat. And it was a, fair, it was a balanced show. Mm. So I, I was a fan. Not of everything. <laughs> There's some things I wouldn't have done. Yeah, Lucha House Party happened. Remember that? Well, I mean, I was just talking about this segment alone. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was not a home run segment. It was not a perfect segment, but I didn't hate it as, as much as others have. See, I feel like this was the strongest section of the show apart from maybe the main event, but we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, and then we got Elias, because um, Drew's walking backstage and, uh, yeah, and it was, that was where he cut his, like, his big promo. And he was like, you know what? Ziggler should be scared. And Balor is a marked man. Mm. And, like, you know, all this stuff. And he just feels really pissed off. But Elias comes out, and he wants to bash uh, Bobby Lashley in the head with a guitar. As you but, do. Uh, but Bobby is running scared. He, and this was quite funny, he cut a local sports team reference, but it was meant to be a good one. Yeah. Though usually it's just like, because your local sports team loses. But this was like, because your local sports team wins, I think. <laughs> I mean, it was a your local sports team reference, which phew, always go over mm. my head regardless. But let me know in the comments, was it a babyface one? You've got too many sports, America. <laughs> too many sports. With too many teams. You've got too many stuff. And too many rules. That are, I mean, trying, I've, many people have tried to explain to me how the Super Bowl works in mm. terms of the AFC and, and championships and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, nope, 
It's, I'm sure it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I barely even get football, so I'm just like... <laughs> Throw and catch. Competitive throw and catch is like my speed. But yet, <laughs> if you and I sat down and played Smash Up, oh yeah, yeah, we're well, in. I know exactly what we're it, doing yeah, there. Because it's written on the cards, mate. <laughs> just do what I just do what it says on the cards. Those rules all make sense. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very simple game to pick up and play. Bloody love it. Um, anyway, so there, Elias is doing his promo. Not wet hair for Elias. He was very floofy tonight yeah, in the old hair department. Yeah. Uh, what did I write for his little haircut? Let's have a look. It's just like the humidity really got to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like Monica and Friends when they go to Barbados. Uh, but his hair is all poofy. It's all. <laughs> <over him. laughs> um, but anyway, so Leo uh, comes out with Bobby and gets him to do his poses, including him pointing to his butt. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's not getting him heat. It's not making people boo him. Doesn't it's, make him look strong. No, it just makes him look like a an idiot. He may, he looks like it's it, the comedy that they're getting out of it. Can we is say comedy? Like the comedy, yeah. But the, the stuff they're attempting to do feels like what they did with Terminator 3. <laughs> you know? Like, it's the same as, like, Arnie. Talk to the hand. Yeah, it's, like, it's Arnie doing dumb things. Like, he's a killer robot. <laughs> like, Bobby Lashley doesn't come out and say anything anymore. He now just does whatever Leo Rush tells him to do. Leo Rush is making him do all these poses. It feels like a child is programming a T-1000. Yeah. It was like, yeah, someone who watched um, Terminator 2 but misunderstood why people liked the stuff that Terminator did. Yeah, exactly, did. yeah. Um, even though I would... I mean, that's why I prefer the original Terminator, the mm. 84 one to Terminator 2, because I like Terminator to be scary, not going, no problemo. It's, you know, it's just not for Hasta me. Hasta la vista, Babe. Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a really weird line, actually, when Elias is chasing Bobby up the ramp. He grabs his guitar, he's had enough of this, and he's going to chase Bobbles up the ramp. And... Graves said, and I think this is what he was saying, Elias is so bad, he, wants, he makes Paul McCartney want to join the rest of the Beatles. Mm. Which I think what he was saying was he wants Paul McCartney to die. Well, Paul to, McCart- hang out with- to hang out with Lennon and to hang out with George Harrison. Forgetting that Ringo Starr is still alive. Ringo fine. Ringo's fine. That line doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Ringo's all right, mate. Yeah, Paul McCartney's the only one who's currently famous in America. Though, so <laughs> I guess there you so. go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, hey, Ringo Starr was on The Simpsons. Yeah. Surely everyone remembers that episode. This, it's a great episode. This beat down here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, back to this. Sucked, <laughs> didn't it? It sucked. <laughs> Uh, like he chases Rush off the stage there was a point where they just they could not get a camera on that at <laughs> all like, so he just leapt off and then they sort of saw him in the crowd and you're like how did he get I don't know did he run away or was he pushed I couldn't tell yeah and then Lashley runs then Lashley runs and gets him and then they have a, a brief brawl Elias flips it around chucks him into the uh, the screens and then he gets the guitar and to get away Lashley just starts rolling towards the but he's like quite far from the like he's quite far from the curtain so he just starts like rolling and he's just still rolling he's still rolling when Elias reaches him and then Elias has to sort of stop look at him as he goes da, 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 da. it's like the penguins like you didn't see anything <laughs> Uh, and then, it's so weird. Out of nowhere, Leo Rush is thrown back onto the stage for a guitar shot, and it's revealed that it was Bala that threw him out on the stage. Look at that. Baby faces getting the getting one up on the bad guys. Mm. Lovely stuff. But again, it just like I was just like, what? What is going on at any at the, any point in this? Like yeah. someone, you could have blocked this out, guys. Worked out how you were filming it. Like whatever. That it was. is the big. That's the bigger problem. Yeah. I absolutely. just I don't know. There was no difference to Leo Rush being chucked on the stage to take this guitar shot, or Bala literally dragging him back onto the stage and just depositing him for yeah. Elias to do it. And that is a better moment because it's like at least the audience in the the venue can see it. Yes. I'm sure they couldn't see that Bala had done it. They just saw a Leo Rush appear and go. 
where's he come from? Why is he coming back this way? He's gone that way. A wild Leo Rush appeared. Mm. Um, Corbin was backstage. And, and it's funny as well. When someone asked me, like, why... Someone asked me on Twitter, like, why I didn't hate this episode as much as I did for, like, previous two weeks. And my first thought was, like, it was just less Corbin. But it doesn't go through my nose. He wasn't... It wasn't a lot of backstage mm. segments. Maybe it was just less Corbin in the ring. He was doing his job, though, this week. He was doing sort his job. Of. Looking at phones and that. Yeah. Uh, but he's with Jinder Mahal, and uh, Jinder wants a match with, with Balor, and which Corbin agrees to. Poor old Jinder, I guess. He's just, you know, WWE champion uh, just a year ago. Uh, and that's, and he then calls in Rhino and Heath Slater. And he said that he's crunched the numbers and there's only room on Raw for one of them. And he says that one of you guys has got to quit and save your tag team partner. Or I'm going to put you into a match and the loser of that match is going to be fired. Mm. So I mean, a weird storyline to just randomly add here. But yes. we'll come on to why this has happened later completely unused tag team yes <laughs> yeah pretty much like I, yeah and there was me thinking like well one of them could just go to smackdown but yeah we'll come to that in a second uh we then got a recap of SummerSlam 2000 and the tlc match between edge and christian the hardy boys and the dudley boys i bring this up because we reviewed this on patreon so nice little plug there five dollars a month you can go and hear me and ollie talk about that pay-per-view for about four hours <laughs> and it is a corking pay-per-view what a brilliant show that mm. was absolutely awesome that show loved it oh all the Kurt Angle Triple H stuff god it's a great show then we got uh, Bobby Roode versus uh, Drake Maverick but before I, the match does more or less get started Bobby just sort of beats down Drake Drake mm. was selling this brilliantly like I thought Drake's selling of just like I don't really want to have this match mate yeah. I'm a bit scared of having a match with Yao <laughs> getting into the ring and then getting beaten down by him but then on the screen, we see that AOP was beating down Chad Gable. And that was Corbin's plan all along. Because oh, he, he banned so AOP nicky. and Gable from ringside so they could beat him down backstage. And then he approached them going like, oh, well, I've changed this now. It's now a three-on-two handicap match. You better get out there and help your tag team partner while like, Gable's laying on the strewn on the floor. And he's like, Gable, it's a, it's a, it's a match. Yeah, You've got to get you, out you there. You need to get out oh, there, bro. mate. And I thought this is perfectly fine heel heat to get. I thought that this was actually really effective and worked. The problem I had with this segment, to call back to what I said earlier, Michael Cole spent this whole match going like, well, this is just so unfair. Yes, this is a yeah. three-on-two handicap match. It's so unfair. Can't Corbin's, believe it. Corbin's just making up the rules as he goes <laughs> along. He's drunk with power. This is a disgrace. And I'm like, mate, it's actually a more fair fight than what yeah. happened in the Loser House Party match. Well, the handicap match has rules. If you look in the WWE rulebook, you flip through and you go, handicap match. There will be more people on one team than on the other team. You flip through a few more pages, you see Lucha House Party rules, and there's just a picture of a pinata. <laughs> this made absolutely no sense whatsoever. And it, it, at least on the commentary side of things, the actual segment itself works fine, mm. but the commentary made me hate this segment unnecessarily. <laughs> so you did a bad job, and I'm not. Well, just don't put it on the same show. Well, yeah, precisely. But and again. And a lot of people take stick, take issue with Michael Cole on this. It's not Michael Cole's fault. He has fed lines that he has to say, mm. and he is saying this. So it's not Cole delivers them like a robot, granted, but he's got more life than Todd Phillips has. But it's not his call to make. These are lines that are being fed to him. It's, it's the production that is at fault here, not Michael Cole. Well, it's, or, yeah, it's, or it's a production for not working out the idea that yeah, that, like if. People are ganging up. Like the same as we said about the War Games thing and the takeover thing. If you if the faces had the power in the takeover match and they had the advantage, it's a rubbish match. Yeah. And you'll spend the whole match going, you won't be able to say that like, oh, on Disputed Era they're being oh, so dastardly and such right. heels. You'd be like, well, they're 
admittedly fighting from the bottom now. So, <laughs> God, I hope they win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so this becomes a three on two handicap match and AOP win. Um, it was fine. Uh, just the, <clears> the um, you know, the, the commentary sucked. We then got a recap of Dean and Seth's feud. Um, and then we got one of these, and this is again, WWE production at its absolute finest in terms of what is real, what is not, what is canon, what is not. They put up a screen for like, did you know facts about um, WWE superstars? Mm. And it's Nia Jax and she's there with a big old smile on her face and it's like, Nia Jax used to play basketball and she's really successful at it and she's a lovely, lovely person. Also, please boo her because she's in the main event and she's fighting against Ronda Rousey. So boo, no, she's not a good guy, but also cheer for her, people's choice and all that like. Make, like, either wrestling is real in this world or it's not mm, let's just not mention it on the show put it on the website absolutely bloody exactly website stuff that is that's what it's there for so then we got men in gas masks walking out onto the ramp and Dean SWAT Am- gimps <laughs> Dean Ambrose's new music which is his old music but it now goes and it's slightly less jazzy. <laughs> it's, less it's just it like is. they've just like let's just take twenty percent of the jazz out of that. Just, yeah, and yeah. replace it with air air raid mm-hmm. sirens. And he comes out with a gas mask too. Basically, he came out looking like Bane from the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it was a proper like Bane cosplay. They yeah, they didn't they just didn't think about that at all. Well, they did. Clearly, they just yeah. went, "Who's cool?" Like in this, you know, it's 2018. Yeah. Who's cool? Like <laughs> no one cared about me until I beat up Seth Rollins from 2011. <laughs> it's a cultural reference that some people might understand. <laughs> WWE always have their foot like finger on the pulse. Yeah. It's like finally we're getting that Bane character yeah. in 2018. Tom, that's Tom Hardy's biggest comic book <laughs> character to date <laughs> yeah sort of actually no it is still isn't it yeah, Venom is well no but I think Dark Knight Rises made more money so technically Possibly, but Venom is a starring role that's true mm. that's true I mean which one will and he and I did really well well which Venom, one surprisingly well, that really wasn't just a surprise what will he be remembered for though will he be remembered as Tom Hardy doing his uh, I think he'll be remembered for like Lawless voice? or something like that oh, I don't think he'll remember for that mate I liked Lawless I mean it was fine but it's like that's not what, what about Legend <laughs> nope no, that, all that you just one... think it's going to be Bane it's be it's gonna be Bane or Venom, or it's not, it's not, or it's gonna be. What about the one where he drives? What about the one say, where he drives? It's not where he's a car. Like not, what, he's a car. It's not where he's in a car. Yeah, of, where he drives to Wales. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Driving. That's great film. It's wicked. Yeah. What's it called? Back of car, I think. No, it's not <laughs> called Back of Car. <laughs> it's called. Oh, it's really good though. Tom Hardy in a car Tom for Ar- an hour. Tom Hardy in car. Tom <laughs> doing a little Welsh accent. <laughs> Because Tom Hardy, I'm pretty sure he only accepts roles if he's like, "Can I do a wacky voice? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to speak like Tom Hardy. Yeah. I want to do a wacky voice." I worked with Tom Hardy. He's a lovely chap. Mm. Worked with him after he did um, Star Trek, um, Star Trek was it Nemesis. He did, yeah, Star Trek Nemesis. Mm. It was a couple of years after that, I did a short film with him. Lovely, lovely chap. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, so anyway, so Bane comes out and uh, mm. he cuts a you people promo. Um, and it was weird because he's cutting this you people promo and he says like I've got to wear this gas mask because this town you know I, I don't want to get infected by this town or what have this new weird germaphobe character he's got so that's why he's wearing the gas mask and then he takes the gas mask off and he drops down dead <laughs> so it's like why why did you bother wearing the gas mask if you were just going to take it off and then it's I was- like War of the Worlds <laughs> And, and he's all killed by colds. But then weirdly, once he took the gas mask off and he's just there with his big sort of fur jacket thing, I was like, it looks like Del Boy from Only Falls on the <laughs> <laughs> It's going out and go lovely jubbly. So your problem with, <laughs> the problem with Seth Rollins is, right, 
he's been banging my bird Raquel <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so Rod no, not Rodney Del Boy cuts a promo <laughs> now on Seth and the crowd start chanting for Seth and he calls himself the moral compass of WWE now this the moral compass of WWE that is a good Dean Ambrose character based off what you were telling originally after the Roman Reigns leukemia mm. announcement that is a character that makes sense mm. Dean Ambrose, germaphobe, who's getting injections in his butt while trying to cut a serious yeah. promo, that is not a good Dean Ambrose character. More of over here, less of this one over there. Well, the problem is, yeah, that one's taking a metaphor or, like, a thing you say really far too far. Like, yes. it's a really overworked, like, I'm literally at the do- I've literally had to drive to a doctor's to get this pretend injection <laughs> for coming to your town because I hate you that much. It's like, at least Elias' sports, your local sports team references, they take 10 seconds and... <laughs> You know, it's not like he had to go somewhere to do something. He's not at yeah. the local sports team going, oh, boo! <laughs> oh, mate, they missed a trick doing those. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because I, I just don't get what this Dean Ambrose character is because they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. He was so much better when he didn't talk. Yeah, like, absolutely. When he came back and he didn't talk. like He could have gone through the whole, like, he's a face, he's a heel. They could have done the whole turn without yeah. him ever saying a word. And yet, remarkably, I thought the gas mask thing looked quite cool. Yeah, and I think I, that's. I, but I think that's all it was done for. I yeah. feel like I feel like we had that whole thing last week. We had all of this build up with this new germophobic you people thing, oh, God, entirely people. so they could have a moment where he comes out of a SWAT team in gas masks. And it sort of looked cool. It's cool. It is cool. It is cool because gas masks do always look cool. But he should do it. But then it should be like I'm gonna like. It's more that he's gonna like cleanse. Or purge WWE of all the people that he doesn't like, a and all purge the other characters. Brilliant, you know that's fun. That's like, wicked. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. But the germaphobe thing doesn't really work for me. And please stop cutting you people promos. Good lord, mm. we do not need another heel doing you people promos. Hate this lazy writing. Well, it's just stupid because people dislike him because he dislikes Seth Rollins. It's that simple. That's an like easy. You can yep. just you just play off the last man who you're against, and like Seth Rollins is one of the most over people in WWE so if you're mean to Seth Rollins yep. people won't like you you don't have to be like I also don't like all of you exactly. Indivi- individually all of you and the crowd were chanting for Seth so mm. the crowd are into Seth and Seth came out and they had a pretty wicked brawl actually I really like this mm. Seth was wicked in this segment but it, it was ended- awesome powerbomb oh, thing over mate, the ropes that was, it was wicked. wicked but then we got Dirty Deeds on the floor because Dean's got 12,000 people out there with yeah. gas masks and he had Dirty Deeds in the ring and he left and then we got our weekly Corey Graves as a pop at Renee for not saying enough <laughs> however this one was better because they were acknowledging that they are husband and wife mm. and it was a weird little turn for Renee here because she back up she was just like Will you guys stop asking me like we are entitled to our own private life mm. just because we are husband and wife and they kind of like made these references to it. and like Corey Grace they're going like are we just going to pretend that the, the WWE universe doesn't really know about you two and they played it off and I thought it was actually played off quite nicely mm. I just don't know where it's going with Renee or is this literally just a way to is she gonna stop her? Yeah, is she gonna turn heel? The last thing I think we need is heel Renee. Yeah. But then again, like I, said, I said this like earlier in the year, the last thing we need is heel Becky Lynch, and I was proved wrong on that one because that was the best thing for her, I guess. <laughs> well, it was she was sort of a heel. She wasn't really. She wasn't really. Not in my heart. No, <laughs> she'll always be a baby face in my heart <laughs> uh, and then we've got Nia cutting a promo backstage I feel like because I've, I've always been very down on Nia promos um, because they're not good but <laughs> she is a better promo as a heel because she's le- it feels like she's less but 
ba 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 at least when it's like she's, and then I will win and then, and then I will win and Ember you are my tag team partner <laughs> but at least when she's a heel and she's playing this bully character it turns out Alexa Bliss was right all along mm. by the way that it sort of works but anywho yes and she does the, the punch thing she looks at her hand a lot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, there was a moment later with hashtag Facebreaker that really made me chuckle. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. That's when we found out that Ember Moon was going to be Ronda's tag team partner. And then we got the payoff to that Rhino versus Heath later match. When 30 seconds, Heath got a sneak neckbreaker and won. Odd. Yeah. Even odder, during the commercial break, if you are unaware, I certainly was, Rhino announced to the crowd that he's retiring. Mm. And that's why they did this sort of snap breakup of the team. Rhino is retiring from professional wrestling. What a sad that end. Sad. What a that sad end. To, yeah, to eat a neck break, like a, a rubbish neck breaker yeah. from Heath Slater. I mean, you put someone over on their way out, I guess, but like. You, no, you absolutely do, but you could. It's Rhino, man. I like, know, man. But like, I feel like Rhino means something to you and I, though, mm. because we are 30. Yes. Uh, but like Rhino to the, the, the 2018 WWE audience is just, he was the tank team partner of Heath Slater. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. didn't win a lot. So, so like, I, like when I think of Rhino and I'm like, oh man, like the last ECW champion, mm. the man beast, when I was tape trading ECW shows back in the day, I used to love Rhino. I thought it was a massive mark for him. And I loved him when he came in in 2001 as the WWF and he was partnered with Edge and Christian mm. and with, as Team Wreck. And he had that amazing feud with Chris Jericho <clears> in the summer of 2001 during the invasion. Oh, and when like you had Paul Heyman on commentary going, <laughs> go, go, like that's, that's Rhino. And I'm like, yes, Rhino. So... I, it's sad then as a fan of that Rhino yes, that I to was see this, yeah. to see him retire in a you know a dark segment for the live crowd only yeah. not in Detroit at least I don't think it was in Detroit so that's the thing that's, no it's in Houston, Texas oh yeah of course um, so uh, yeah in this, in this regard I'm, is, is it like is Rhino injured is that partly why he's retiring you know so like he's just gone in there taken a couple of bumps and left fair that's fine is or is it that he's been driven down so far by this whole thing, like the 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 crap show that is the Raw Tag Team Division, that he's just like I'm just gonna go run my boatyard. Yeah, just gonna run like, my boatyard. And yard like and the quicker politics. we and the quicker we can get from here to there, I'm up for that. I don't even yeah. want a last final heroic battle with someone that actually has like a bit of build and a bit of story. I don't want to go back down to NXT and have a great last match there where people actually probably care yep you know like i'll just just have heath do it like it's just like yeah. kneeling down opens the robe just <laughs> lop the head off just go just, go, just, just go for it um so yeah so that is uh, the end of rhino and heath slater the first ever smackdown tag mm. team champions if you can all remember that um but it, yeah it was a very short match sad end for for rhino but good luck in the world of <coughs> politics uh man beast and then backstage holy heckins Heath Slater's only got, got himself a bloody storyline. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, it's a storyline that I really am I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I can't wait to see this segment next week because Corbin is walking backstage, congratulates Heath on his win, and then hands him his new role in oh, the I company. This, yeah. He hands him a referee shirt 
and says like, oh, you didn't think I was going to employ you as a wrestler? No. no. Got loads of those. No, we've got loads of those. Swimming in them. You're going to be a lowly referee. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to see where this, where this goes. I mean, it's probably going to go nowhere, like, yeah. but I, I think this is going to be, I think this this could lead to some comedy fun. Yeah, you're like, this is going to go somewhere. I'm just like, it's going to be japes. <laughs> just only japes. Japes that don't mean anything. Japes. Well, <laughs> I have, I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm trying to be positive here. Even though I'm the next referee one, house party. <laughs> Oh, man, that's what he needs to do. Start his own tag team, yeah, yeah. with the referee house rules. Anywho, uh, Finn Balor then beats Jinder Mahal. Suppose that was the, a match. Yep, um, the Singh brothers did the kid and play dance, which I popped for. Uh, and then <laughs> Apollo Crews ran down to take out the brothers. Balor uh, hit the crew to go and won. Um, Jinder Mahal was once WWE champion. And then um, Apollo uh, Crews was there, though, wasn't he? Yeah. some time. Hey, Apollo Crews. A one second. A one second gorilla press and get kicked in the face by Jinder Mahal. But you know what? Do you know what, man? After the last two weeks, I'm like, man, progression. Yeah, yeah. Apollo Crews stuff is happening. Yeah, it feels like momentum is happening, and we are moving forward. And just, that's a great thing. Like when I roll the dice in a board game, I want to move spaces. Yeah. I don't want to roll the dice and be like, stay in here. I just don't know what they're doing with Balor and all these rando faces that he's gathering up now. I know, I know he's not gathering them per se, and like he's. You know, hopefully, oh my God, this isn't the this isn't the forming of the Balor Club. No, I don't think so. Like with a like some just a random selection of people. It's like it's Elias, it's Apollo Cruz. We'll get some other ones, I'm sure. Uh, but what's Dana doing? Is but, she face no, but this also week? this also this just feels like this is like three weeks too late. Like Survivor Series, you know, mm. has happened. A Balor versus Corbin led team based Survivor Series match. Would have been fine, like yeah. with these people or any 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 selection. It is a completely random selection of people, anyway. So this would have been fine, but it's just like, why are we now doing this sort of Bala versus Bala helping everyone out, Bala versus the world? Well, I, of, what I think we've got is we've got <clears throat> baby faces standing up for themselves, and Bala is kind of like the forefront of this because he's been cutting this promo. <clears throat> I think he cut the promo last week, or it might be the week before. The shows blend into one after a while, <laughs> where he said. I'm not going to just stand by. I'm going to be on the right side of history. I'm going to be the guy that stops this Baron Corbin nonsense mm. and you know take him down as GM. And we're going to have a nice time on Raw for a change rather than Baron and Baron his Corbin again. Well, Jesus, get no. that demon on. At least it wasn't the main event this week. Yeah. People, put, put, people put, might actually stick around for the third hour of this show. Ronda Rousey was in it. Yeah, true. Um, so anyway, it was fine. But uh, as he was walking backstage, uh, <coughs> Drew attacked him from behind and looked vicious doing it. Thumbs up for Drew. Yes. Looked good. Then we've got a video he's package. He's lucky he's got very good booking. <laughs> well, yeah, protect him. It's because he's tall. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. He's tall. If, if I was in WWE, I would be the baller of this situation. Mm. Just being the one that's pushed into barrels and whatnot. I'd be Heath Slater. Because <laughs> the beard, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, the beard. You're exactly the same. Exactly um, same. So we then got a video package for Lars Sullivan. I was about to write down, it's the same video package we've always seen. But oh, no. No. Lars cut a promo. Lars got a promo in this. It's all like up in his face and his grill. Yeah, no. like, looked like He's an, been watching Sammy Callahan. Well, it looked like a, uh, a 90s metal video. Yeah, like, yeah. Or like, the late, like the early 2000s on Scuzz. This is what the lead singer's uh, video camera would have been. Video camera. I don't really under, I don't understand all this push behind the Lars Sullivan thing. Like it, it smacks of we don't know what we're doing. Oh, totally. But we're going to exactly keep talking. But is. we're going to keep talking about it for minutes at a time. Yeah. Like, rather than just going, we can just we can just drop this. Like we can just we can no package just one this week and then we'll just we'll just, we'll just and then, and then uh, yeah. so, he's the hottest free agent in all of wrestling. Yeah. Whoa, he is the freak. Yeah, the the uh, oh man, all of it, like before he's even debuted, they branded him 
Yeah. Like because that's what's, what, his, so what's, what's his nickname in NXT? He doesn't have one. The, no, the Leviathan. Leviathan. But they don't too call it, smart. But they don't call him the Leviathan <laughs> last Sullivan. Sullivan, and he doesn't call refer to himself as the the Leviathan. No, Lars it's just Sullivan. what they. It's just it's, a cool name that Mario calls. Him exactly. Like, yeah, or like you know, he calls him a Jack Kirby character come to life. You yes, know, he's just yeah. got like all these like things that he likes to call wrestlers. But as soon as you come up here, it's just like, hmm, no, you've just got a name. Branding, that's what we need. It's like when Balor came yeah. up, and they just had to keep hammering home, he's the Demon King Finn Balor. Demon King Finn Balor. Mm. They just love to just slap labels on people mm. and expect that's what's going to get them over. I'm like you, the you know, anti-labels, man. Oh, yeah, it's like, really I, easy. What was it? They, uh, the Man, what do they call um, Rich Swan? Oh, man, he had a stupid nickname as well. And like it was Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Man, what was the Rich Swan? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But anyway, Lars Sullivan is now the Dancing freak. Rich Swan. I yeah, I, it was like the. Um, oh man, I can't remember. I can't be bothered to think. Someone will let me know in the comments if you've made it this far. Yeah. You can. You can let Rich, me know. Rich, if in you're comments. watching, let us know. <laughs> Actually, Tweet us and let us know. I'll Rich, text we'll, Rich. We'll put, we'll put it. We'll put it in the news. <laughs> Yeah, it's an update, it's a styling update. Uh, anyway, yeah, so he's now the freak Lars Sullivan. You've never seen a freak like him. You ain't never seen a freak like him. Hey. And then we got our main event of Nia Jackson Tamina versus Ronda Rousey and Ember Moon. And this this is the bit that made <sighs> me laugh in this because <laughs> Tamina's holding Ember and then Nia does her big, like, she does her fist thing. And Corey goes like, ho, 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 it's hashtag facebreaker. And then Nia punches her in the stomach. And Corey goes like, oh. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Yeah. Hashtag facebreaker face punches Ember Moon in the stomach. Cool. Can't mm. even get that character right. Come on, guys. Like, if you're going to do hashtag facebreaker, punch people in the face. Yeah, but the problem is when, when Ember Moon's face doesn't then break. It, then don't call her the, hashtag face The breaker. illusion is broken. Don't do it as a spot in the match. Mm. It undermines... Mystique breaker. It, it undermines the gimmick. Mm. So... Is it is it a gimmick? That's totally a gimmick. That's her mm. That's her freak name. Like, that is her label. She is hashtag mm. phrase breaker. I can never say... I always say phrase breaker. Phrase breaker. Phrase baker is what phrase I breaker say. Crane <laughs> and his brother Niles. Phrase baker sounds like it's a challenge on the bake off. Like it's, and it's one that I don't mm. understand. This week we are making a phrase bake. <laughs> uh, but, okay, but the spot I suppose everyone wants us to talk about, and I don't think this is... Nice, it's not Tamina's fault, but Tamina mm. grabs Ember Moon and she goes. She jumps up in the air and does a headbutt. Mm. But I think Ember was just expecting her to do a headbutt. Yeah. So when Tamina moves, Ember bumps, and yeah. she falls to the floor. So then Tamina sort of jumps up in the air and throws down. And is like, ah, oh, she's already fallen. <laughs> and then just, I'll do a stomp now. And she tried to recover as quickly as she possibly could. And I'm, I bloody love Ember Moon. I'm mm. a big, big Ember Moon advocate. But this was not Tamina's fault. No. She, that's the way she does her headbutts. She jumps up in the air and does them. Ember bumped early. And it made everyone look very, very silly. And then anyway, she collided with Nia Jax. And then we got probably the best spot of the match, which was when Ronda Rousey gets the hot tag. Mm. And then she doesn't beat up Tamina. She yells at Tamina to tag in Nia. She beats up Tamina enough. Yes. And she's like, now you, can, now you may tag in Nia Jax, please. This is great, because then I, I thought Nia solved this really well, where she was like, uh, yeah okay I'll, I'll, I'll tag I don't really want to tag she's like I'm not getting in I'm not getting in Tamina tags her anyway she's like okay I guess I'll get in then <laughs> so she gets in the ring brilliantly like a heel first thing she does tags out lovely <laughs> well, stuff yeah that's great brilliant heel 101 booking mm. Fair, uh, thumbs up love this uh, but anyway like Rousey being the badass baby face like don't care give an S 
throws her back in, does some more moves to her. I thought this was a really fun main event in the end. Mm. I it? love all these little bits they do with Rousey. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's good. great. It's, uh, they protect her. They book her like a badass mm. baby face. They make her seem legitimate. She's not, and like this, none of this millennial man nonsense that she's still sticking with on Twitter, but they've mm. dropped on TV. But she looks like a badass in the ring. They, when they are committed to an idea, when they want something to work, they can make it work. Mm. It's just that they're not asked about 98% of the people on the roster. Yeah. So 98% of it feels rubbish. Mm. But when they care about something, when they want something to work, you get Ronda Rousey, you get Braun Strowman, mm. you get Roman Reigns, you get something that works. Yeah, you feel like that, and you feel like that's all they spend their time on. Like that all that stuff is like Rousey's probably been written, her stuff's been like plotted out, pinpoint perfectly. Yeah for the next year oh yes everyone else it's like week to week but even then with with Rousey it's probably like Luchas like this time next year we know where we want to be with her but if this happens maybe we can go here maybe we can yes, go yes yeah Vince Russo in one of his shoot interviews one of his many shoot interviews uh, once told a story it was one he did with Ed Ferrara um, he said that when he would write Raw like they would go to Vince's house to write Raw back in like 98, 99 so we would show up for Raw and Vince would only have one question which is like what's Austin doing <laughs> and that was it that's all Vince cared yeah. about is what is Austin doing this week and then he'd be like well okay can we talk about Goldust can we talk about Dino he's like don't really care about them what is Austin doing yeah. so you tell him what Austin's doing he's like cool then the rest of the show doesn't really matter because Vince gets tunnel tunnel vision to tunnel vision and he's just he wants <laughs> certain things to succeed and he's not asked about the rest of it mm. that's it was weird though because he has to watch it all as well yes so, <laughs> so he's like, what he's the hell is that? Yeah, sitting there, What's a lucha house party? He's sitting there getting grumpy in the back with his little headset on. It's like, well, you, you had the option to say, no, this is rubbish, but you didn't. So now you have to watch it like everyone else. Yes. You schmuck. Anyway, Tunnel Tunnel Vision, he likes Ronda. Ronda looks great off the back of that. She so did. this was a thumbs up end to the, end to mm. the show. Tamina got the eclipse in the armbar. She tapped out. Good guys win. Crowd goes home happy. And I finished the show going like, I think I mostly had fun watching that match. Yeah, it was all right. With that said, it's still a poor show. It's yes, because yes, it the, while I really like the Ronda stuff and there were segments and elements of the show that I did like, overall, I didn't think the show was particularly great. No, it had a good beginning. I liked the opening. I liked the middle bit with Drew and Dolph. And I liked the end. Yeah. I and I like the fact that Balor at least got a win. Yes. A, even if it was just a match. Yeah. It was just a match, but at least like the stuff of Balor dotted throughout was also like, oh, at least something is happening with someone who isn't a heel. Yeah. And I think because the last two weeks have been un ungodly awful. Just like <laughs> the dirt worst. Still still not as bad as 2009 WWE or 2006 WWE and I will not have any arguments against that or WCW in 99-2000. Not as bad as that but still just awful. Just horrendously awful. So as we said at the start of the show because this was a step up God, it felt like a much better show. Like it's just like just a tiny fraction better, and I'm like, God, this is great. Mm. This has been a this was a great show, but really, it wasn't a great show. It was still a poor show. Yeah, no, th this is the equivalent of if you were a house elf and you'd just been given a sock. You're like, whoa, is that a Harry Potter thing? That's a Harry Potter thing, Dang man. It. People will get this. <laughs> you need to make references. Yeah, I, I need know. to. I need to. <laughs> I'll ring Andy now. Hang on. <laughs> is there a Transformers equivalent you have? No, I don't. <laughs> Sadly, I don't, because the Transformers are already pretty sweet. That's the thing. Is like, God, you'd be like awesome. You would be like, you wouldn't ever be at the stage where you're like, oh my God, my life is so destitute. You'd be like, oh no, I can be a car now. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. 
What if it was um, Rodimus Prime down in the dumps because he's just not as good as Optimus, mm. but Cuff just comes up and gives him an That's ener- a real like, existential crisis. <laughs> though, <laughs> it gives him an, an Energon treat and he's like, oh, actually. Oh, yeah, fine, yeah. Yeah, fine, yeah. 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 Gives him the matrix of leadership and he's like, oh, you got the, I've got the touch and I the power. I have both of those things. Thank you, Stan. Cheers, Stan. Bush. Um, anyway, so that was this week's Raw. Uh, you vote, you uh, try that again. You gave it a poor. Yes, I would have also gone poor, but perhaps high poor mm. because, as I said, step up. You know, not not the film. I mean, poor is still a step up from bore. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, in of itself, yeah. it is a step up. It was a two out of five show. I was very sleepy watching it. I'll put that out there. Yeah, so. God, I got up at five a.m. to watch this show, and I yes. was not in the mood. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's the there's the, both the bit of being having to get up early to watch things, but there's mm. also the bit where you're like, I could genuinely sleep through this, and I wouldn't have missed really anything. So yep. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you considering. Do. I normally just watch NXT, which is a lovely, <laughs> a nice, tight little hour-long package, and this was like me just sitting there for three hours going. Oh, wish I had some toast or something just going yeah. pottering about trying to do stuff and I did find myself at one point I'm going way off topic here you can shut off the show now if you don't care about this yeah, we're done. if we finish the raw review wait for the links at the end yeah, <laughs> click, yeah. Click, click another boom but um, I had a bit of a grumpy moment while watching the show though, mm. because my wife and this is going to sound very middle class and very um, millennial hipster vegan nonsense she'd eaten all of the avocados but, but, but like one of our favourite uh, breakfasts is one we had when we were in Iceland on our uh, mini moon which mm. is just I'm mean, like it's uh, hummus on, on toast with like cucumber and like right, sea yeah. salt and black pepper. Oh, it's lovely. It's bloody lovely. It's really, really tasty. Mm. And when my wife does it, it's just amazing. I'm like, nom, 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 nom. This is delightful. I did it for myself this morning. You remember that episode of Friends when Monica makes Chandler a bubble bath and he loves it and then mm. he tries to do it himself and it's awful? <laughs> this yeah. is exactly what happened here. I was eating it. I was like, what the, why can't I do this? Where the magic gone? What's the magic gone? Did I buy the wrong bread? <laughs> did I buy the wrong hummus? <laughs> just, is... You look and you're eating it. Just eating the box of a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't bread at all. This oh. is just Cocoa Pops oh, box. I've, I've picked up a Weetabix. That's why this is horrible. <laughs> um, anyway, that was my morning. So I got a bit of a grumpy filler for the hummus. <laughs> So for completeness' sake, rather than just me get out the letter and then we'll read it out yeah. uh, on the air, I'm going to look at the package again. Okay. So we get the full Foley work on it and dig into all of this stuff. Problem is, now that I've opened it again, I do want to get all the chocolate. And <laughs> I want to eat the chocolate I want to eat again. the chocolate. Yep, you can tell that Ollie Davis did open this up the wrong way around because here is the letter. Way. Oh, crikey, it's... Oh man, it's, he really did go to town on how much there is in, like, in terms of describing what's in there. So wow. thank you very much. Uh, hi, cornflakes in it. This Ritter what? This Ritter Sport has cornflakes in it. I'm so eating that later. And there's uh, a yogurt one as well. Oh, I, oh, I might have both. Erfrischende um, yogurt filling. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and basically everyone at WrestleTalk. My name is Marcel Drury. You may remember me from such emails and tweets like the guy who once wanted uh, wanted to get rid of Rusev Hayes. Uh, You guys should come to WXW 16 Karat Gold or at at that one WrestleTalk pixel fan art. I do really want to go to 16 Karat next year. Mm. I think that'd be a really fun adventure. We'll go with Matthew. Yeah, I just want the beer, man. Yeah, I think Matthew... I think going with Matthew would be an excellent time. Mm, let's so do it. I think we should definitely do it. Because, like, the lads from Coldaholic are going to Wrestle Kingdom, mm. which I also really want to do, but I don't think that's within our budget. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I'm meant to be going to Japan next year anyway with my wife. So I think I'd rather go to Japan. My first trip to Japan, I'd like to go with my, my the one true love. 
Yeah. <laughs> your wrestling is your one true love. Yeah, Luke. Ollie Davis is my one true love. Really. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom is my yeah, one. Re- true Wrestle love. Kingdom specifically is my <laughs> one, one true love. <laughs> I want. I mean, yeah, and really, I want to go to Japan because I want to see Godzilla stuff. Um, <laughs> new, new Japan, New Japan stuff comes second really to that. Really, sli- really s- the wife is really sliding in there. Like, well, I'm, g- I'm going to see Godzilla stuff with her. Third place. <laughs> I see you all the time. I see you all the time. I don't get to see Godzilla in person. Uh, anyway, back to Marcel's letter. I was so inspired by the Italian food delivery you've received by one of the pod swafters. Sorry, mate, forgot your name. But I thought, why not do the same thing? All the products in this box are produced and manufactured more or less close to my hometown. Oh, wicked. They are typical for Swabia, the region of Germany I'm living in. Sadly, this delivery does not include that much food, but mo- focuses more on drinks. You made the right call there. I heard you like beer. We do. On the next pages there is a brief overview of the items in this box how you eat slash drink them or other useful information (laughs) which would have been handy Uh. with the pasta that we ate Hope you enjoy every little thing that's in this box. I'd love to hear your feed, uh, feedback from you, what you've enjoyed, what not, and what was strange. But I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get it. Tell me in person when we meet together with Dan at WXW 16 Karat Gold 2019. Winky face emoticon. Love, Marcel. P.S. Thank you guys for every single episode you produce. You actually feel like buddies of mine. That's because we are buddies of yours, man. Hey, and you buddy. are buddies of ours. We very much look forward to meeting you. When That's our o- friend, buddy. When Ollie comes back into the studio tomorrow from all of his business, business, business. Mm. Maybe we should do it on Thursday when we're both in and we can make the uh, we can make a pitch mm. to get a 16 carat next year yes do it I think we should definitely do it so yeah I'll put the tickets <laughs> <laughs> oh look at this Swabian noodles They're, those are Swabian noodles often they are handmade and yes my mum trained me how to do them myself wow uh, they made with lots of eggs, not good for vegans, and you can eat them as a side dish with a steak, not good for vegetarians, or Ooh. anything similar. And sauce, you can eat them with sausages, maybe vegetarian ones, lentils, lovely, and vinegar, or if you do, pref- as I prefer, Kespitzel, uh with lots of cheese and onions, similar to mac and cheese. Word by word translation, small sparrows. Mm. Hmm. There's literally English written on the back of this. Is there really? Yeah, we could have worked this out. Does it say, <laughs> does it say not crisp? Preparation. Do not <laughs> place pasta in plenty of boiling <laughs> salted water and stir occasionally. <laughs> do not place pasta into your mouth. Do you know what the problem is? The problem is I got far too excited with the possibility of Foley. That <laughs> I was like, oh, crisp we can eat. Um, yes, so we've also got some Swabian pockets. Uh, basically, they are Swabian cannellini, which is what uh, mm. Ollie thought they might be. But to be honest, they are much more. Remember that joke from Forrest Gump where they talk about how you can, press, uh, you can prepare shrimps? It's similar to mush- uh, maltschen. 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 You can boil them in broth or you can cut them and fry them together with eggs and onions. There are many ways to prepare them, but those are the most common. Uh, they are also called... Got uh, man, I'm not very good. I've got a B in German at GCSE, but all of it has gone from my vocabulary. Got uh, I can't even remember what you call those Bs now. Uh, that's double S. Got uh, anyway, God, uh, God cheater, because you could hide meat in them. That's right, they're not necessarily vegetarian. The red ones contain meat, the orange ones are vegetarian, and the purple ones are even vegan. Thank you very much for pointing that out so I know oh, which yes. ones. Vegana mortation. Lovely stuff. Mouth by word, uh, word by word translation. Mouth pockets. Mm, delicious Excellent. mouth pockets. Um, I do love the chocolate, by the way. The the Rip. chocolate bar that you sent across. Not the one, the cornflakes, the one with yogurt. I ate pretty much all of. <laughs> it was... It's gone now. Oh, it was 
amazing. Feel free to send more. Good <laughs> lord, it was nice. I, I would go to Germany just to buy more of it. It was absolutely incredible. We did drink the uh, green can. Oh yes. Uh, oh, where is Waldmeister a Hodge Brauser. Yes, so I've got that here. Uh, it's a candy soda in many different flavors. In German nightclubs, you can offer order the soda bag filled with vodka. Yes, that's a thing. But as a child, I just filled my mouth with a bag full of load of it to uh, feel it pop. Um, oh, actually, maybe that's this oh, stuff. Oh, this here. stuff. That's that yes. stuff there. Sorry. Uh, the aha. Uh -huh. There you go, because he does continue. Yes, yeah, so this is the same thing, but not in canned yes, form. That's what we figured, because it's got the same logo on it. Yes. Um, and we thought this it might be a little boy. <laughs> I called. I said to Wally that it looked like German Soda Stream, and uh, oh, it does. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a flavour called Waldmeister in it, uh, and this is where I became curious. I've never met someone who knows this taste from outside of Germany, and there is no better translation than Woodruff. If you don't know it yet, you might taste something you've never experienced. Uh, Snide the taste is pretty unique, or side to the taste is pretty unique. Um, and Does that mean we're drinking it and describing the flavor? Well, I, I have some. This is the, and we found out afterwards it is luminous green. Um, and he's, it's wood just, rough. Yes. Well, it's Waldmeister as an energy drink. Enjoy. I can't explain the taste. I assumed it was going to be lime, but I genuinely cannot explain that taste. It, all I can tell you is that it made me thirsty. Do you see what I mean? Like it's so weird. It eats up all the saliva in your mouth. It like draws it out and then absorbs. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that flavour? Well, it's wood rough. Mm. <laughs> Whatever wood rough is. It tastes like licking an air freshener. Is what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, so we're like going pine to trees. <laughs> going to drink uh, the mulled wine that you've sent us. We're going to have that on the Christmas show. In fact, we're actually going to have all the beer because, as I said, I got super excited when we did the outro drunk. last time because this Rothhaus Pills. This was in Beer Fifty Two last month. Oh, was it? And it is an amazing, delicious beer. It was, it was one of my favorites in the whole box. It was absolutely sensational. So we're going to have that mulled wine. He gives us instructions on how to do it, um, which we're going to struggle to do because we do not have a oven here or a... Um, we, or maybe we could try doing the microwave, but I don't know if that's going to be... What's the, a mullet? Yeah, because he says you need <coughs> to, to drink. You heat it up, not boil. And he's put three exclamation points oh, there. To why make don't sure we just <laughs> we'll take the coffee thing off? And we'll just whack it on the coffee thing. <laughs> well, that would boil it then. No, not the one upstairs. Like the, the little hot plate that the um, oh, coffee sits on. Good shout, mate. Mm. Yeah, good shout. Not just a pretty face. Yeah. Uh, and then put the wine into a pot and drink it in a cup. Sadly, uh, all of my ingenuity is around alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, The word-by-word -word translation is glowing wine. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have that on the Christmas show along with those beers. Is there and anything that doesn't glow in this? <laughs> And we're going to have uh, the um, the white wine that was sent mm. to us by Niccolo uh, also on that Christmas show. Which, mm. as day Fine. by day goes, I'm very much looking forward to our Christmas show. When are we recording it? Um, when are we recording it? Have I got the I've got this schedule up actually? We are recording it on the twentieth. Ooh, it's a Monday. Uh, it's a Thursday. Not Thursday. Though. It's a Thursday, which unfortunately, and then I've got to come in the following day, which is after our Christmas party to edit it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But that's going up on Christmas Day, so you can see us, uh, Marcel, enjoying it 
in actual full view of yourself, unless you are just a pod swafter, in which case you can listen to us enjoy it. Uh, but that is all we have got time for on this show. But before we go, let's see if anything was sent to us in the joke bag. Now, I uh, I made a bit of an error in uh, last week on Saturday's podcast, which I actually edited out because I did make such a, a silly mistake. So Paul Young sent us in an email mm. with some jokes, but because he'd labeled the email Cardiff Club Jokes for Podcast, right. I assumed he was only going to make jokes about Cardiff Football Club. Right, yes. And I was like, that's very niche. Mm. I don't think the majority of our audience are going to get that. But he does also send in other jokes that are just cheese related. So here's his email. Hey guys, long time podcast listener, currently listening to Saturday's podcast from the 24th of November. Completely marked out when, I, I mean, I think he means Luke, but he's written like, when like mentioned he'd been in Cardiff, which is where I work, just outside of Caffili, like the cheese. Caffili is where my wife, uh, wife's nan lives. Ah. Bloody love it in Caffili. They've just had a Weatherspoons open up. It's changed Whoa. their lives. Honestly, it has changed their lives. Um, it's big, but they probably lost a lot when wool was shut. Yeah. Can you believe you can go down there and get a caddy club for only a favour? <laughs> Uh, the club um, he was in sounds like Retros, uh, which is the cheesiest club in town. I don't think it was called Retros. Basically, I was talking about that. It was when we were on uh, Dan John Stagdy, mm. and uh, he was dressed up as a Dalek. Yes. What was that club we were in? Uh, the one with all the multiple floors. Oh, that's cool. It's just called Welsh Club. That's right. It was just called Welsh Club. It's yeah. one, yeah, down by Chippy Alley. Yes. Yes. Lovely time we had in there. I watched that NXT takeover for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Ollie would love it. Bra- uh, brackets hopefully won't make him ill like the 10 kilograms of Italian cheese did. Oh, it made him ill. Based on all the cheese references, though, I thought I would share some terrible cheese jokes slash puns. A tornado destroyed, uh, destroyed a French cheese factory. All it left was debris. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the street the other day when this kid threw some cheese at me. I thought, that's not very mature. <laughs> What cheese do you get to coax a bear from a tree? Come on, bear. (laughs) My girlfriend thinks it's hilarious to steal my soft, creamy cheese. The laughing cow. (laughs) That's very much a British one. (laughs) That is very British, yeah. And fine. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not a good joke. Um, But that, yes, we'll end on that one. Thank you very much for all of your jokes. Thank you for your Rusev haze. We're actually out of Rusev haze. If you can send in more, that would be very much appreciated. If you could hurry up and meet some people. Come on, just meet some peeps. Um, um, We are going to dig into some agony arts tomorrow, I think, because we've got quite the backlog of them, and I'm a bit worried that people... Uh, I think we've ignoring them or have ignored their their suggestions. So we're going to have more from that tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. And we'll see you tomorrow on the SmackDown Review. Apparently, Daniel Bryan's going to have something to do on it. So let's find out what that... Oh, and he's got a Miss TV segment. Lovely stuff. Here, Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Love you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.